This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 59. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst. And I'm Kelly Hurst. And we are both marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. So you're on this level. We want you to go to the next level. Go to the next level. Exactly. Anyway, today we're going to revisit a topic that we, well, we began unpacking it in greater detail last episode, but we talk frequently about the three types of marriage. In fact, we talked about it on our very first episode of Mar- uh, Marriage to the Max. Uh, that episode continues to be one that uh, seems to get a lot of listens, and I think it's because people uh, can identify with it. It seems to clarify some issues. So we did come up with some helpful verbiage uh, around what we were seeing as certain categories of marriage, and so we landed on these three types. Uh, last week, we talked about the crisis marriage. Today, we're going to talk about the coasting marriage. The coasting marriage, unfortunately, this is probably where most American marriages sit at any given time, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. This, this is the marriage that is so busy or distracted. Maybe you're raising kids. Maybe you're pursuing careers. You're just involved in other things that the relationship has taken a backseat to everything else in life. Uh, there aren't necessarily any glaring crisis situations yet, but a couple that's in a coasting marriage is simply um, they're living parallel lives. They're, mm-hmm. they're two ships that pass in the night. They've forgotten maybe that marriage takes work and, and lots of work and prayer and all that. And so they're missing out on the rich closeness available to a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. So. Let's take on the hallmarks of a coasting marriage. Okay. First point that I would want to bring up is when needs are being neglected in a marriage, you and your spouse are running on empty mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to be on the alert there. Uh, also, when, when there's more negatives talked about and experienced in the relationship than positive, then something needs to change pretty quickly mm-hmm. to make sure you're going in the right direction, not the wrong direction. Otherwise, you're, you're on your way to a, a, a crisis marriage. Yeah. Another, and, and let me just say this. And people always say, that will never happen to me. They say, what will never happen to me? I, I will never get into a crisis marriage, oh. and we're fine. Right. You know, we're, it's, nothing critical is happening here. Mm-hmm. And then we get so frequently in situations with crisis marriages and uh, once we hear their story, this is how they got there. Yeah, they uh, they didn't pay, they didn't pay attention to the mm-hmm. uh, fine details. Yeah, I'm actually always encouraged when couples contact us 
who recognize they're in a coasting marriage and mm-hmm. they're not waiting until they get to crisis. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of seeing some of these signs and they go, we're not connecting. Like we've lost something along the way. Let's go talk to somebody. Let's you know? do some maintenance. Yeah. And I'm yeah. always really encouraged because that takes a certain sense of self-awareness right. because they're, like we said, there may not be any huge glaring issues. They may not be fighting all the time or using a lot of contemptuous words or anything, but they yeah, just so recognize that something's missing. Yeah. You know, but it's easy to see why people can get sucked into that trap of saying things are fine. Absolutely, we're good. Yeah, you know. So one of the another hallmark of a coasting marriage is too much busyness. <laughs> this reminds me of all those Berenstein Bears titles that we used to read to too our kids. We had the whole collection: too much birthday, too much vacation. I don't know if there was one called too much busyness, but there probably should have been. Um, the American average American family is too busy with work, school, church, sports, social gatherings, and and so many other commitments. I mean, it's enough already. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if you're so busy going in different directions and you're rarely in the same room together, your relationship eventually is going to suffer. And this is my theory of why so many Hollywood marriages don't make it. I mean, maybe there's affairs and other stuff going on, but... I'm sure I, there is to some extent. Probably. But I just think frequently they're not in the same state. Yeah. You know, somebody it's kind of hard to build a marriage if you're not... Yeah, somebody shooting a movie in Europe or Toronto or something like that, you know, I mean, how do you really, you can only Skype for so long and get the benefits of Skype, you know. Well, the reason this becomes problematic for a coasting marriage is that they're too busy to think about what's missing in the relationship. And that's a problem because Mm. if you don't know, if you're not even aware of what's missing, it's pretty hard to identify it and work on it. So too much busyness is definitely a big, a big, a big thing in coasting marriages. Yeah. And in coasting marriages, there's typically not a lot of dating that goes on. And we Mm -hmm. have talked about this over and over and over, that we feel that dating is more important for married couples than it is even for what society calls dating couples. Mm -hmm. You know, not that they're both important. And then we loved our pre-marriage dating years. That was a blast. And it definitely helped us get to know each other. And it's a very important part of of that level of commitment. Mm -hmm. But it's even more important when you're married because of all the things we're talking about. It's so easy to drift into a state where you wake up and go, who are you? We haven't connected. We're doing life and we're scheduling and we're talking Mm -hmm. about appointments and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Coasting couples don't prioritize dating is what we're saying. They don't have time for it. Uh, They don't see the need for it. Um, When we suggest to a coasting couple that they need to start putting date nights on their calendars. Sometimes they roll their eyes and go, well, you know, there's just no way we have time for that. Mm -hmm. So just know that this is a hallmark of a coasting couple. If you're not dating enough, then you're coasting. Yeah. Another hallmark of a coasting marriage is that sex is very rare. Mm. Uh, Healthy couples enjoy a physically intimate connection. So if you're too busy for sex, you're too busy. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say about that. I we'll t- we'll unpack some sex episodes coming up. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, also, uh, moving on, you don't in a coasting marriage. You don't typically talk about anything other than surface issues or what we call daily grind talk. You mm-hmm. know, the business of running a family or a marriage or just doing life. Healthy couples, on the other hand, they like to build in conversations around things like dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they like talking about 
books and music and art and movies and hobbies and ideas and you and I like to talk about theology sometimes that's <laughs> it's sounds, sexy sounds boring but it's really not it's really uh, we've, and we talk about all those other things too uh, and you know and you typically do that when you're uh, dating each other before you get married mm-hmm. and you're having a blast and you know everybody gets a buzz from that uh, you need that same kind of buzz in your marriage. Yeah. And why did they go out the window? Why do Why do you not do those things anymore? Because of coasting. Because of the power of distraction. Coasting couples have a hard time. In addition to all that, communicating about their emotional needs mm-hmm. and hurts. You know, because it gets back to you've got to have this consistent atmosphere of trust. Mm-hmm. And if you're not connecting a lot, then the trust just starts declining, yeah. even though you're not doing anything that's overtly deceitful or deceptive or mm-hmm, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And believe it or not, healthy couples have hurts and emotional needs, too. Mm-hmm. The difference is they're not as afraid to talk about them uh-huh. as, say, a coasting couple or a crisis couple. Meaning that, you know, you got to have the sticky conversations. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a healthy marriage doesn't mean you don't have those conversations. You do. But most healthy couples have learned somewhere along the way to have them in a positive, healthy, respectful way. And because healthy couples typically are both fully invested in the relationship, then they're not afraid of those conversations. Because history has probably shown, at least it has with us, that it's worth having the sticky conversations because you come out better on the other side. Right. So we're not as afraid of them as we were maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Is there any other payoff from having those conversations? Like you said, you come out better on the other side, but what do you mean? Like it pulls you together. Yeah, because you you know the the whole ongoing thing about being marriage is you're constantly learning and adapting and coaching each other on mm-hmm. how to love each other well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like And that. so where you are in year 1 is not where you are at year 11 or mm-hmm. year 21 or year 31. Mm-hmm. You know, you become different people in some uh, on some level. And so along with that comes new ways to love and new ways to know each other. Yeah. And so with that comes a learning curve and, you know, mistakes along the way. But healthy couples just are not as afraid of those kind of things because most of the time they've dealt with them. And so you have a history of, oh, we've survived those conversations. Yeah. We'll be fine on the other we side. We can do that. Sure. Well, I totally concur. And you're listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and we are continuing our conversation about the coasting marriage. So uh, some more points about the coasting marriage. When you're in a coasting marriage, your relationship feels more like 
say, a contract rather than a covenant. And I think this is a very key point. Mm -hmm. You know, coasting couples are usually pretty good at things like co-parenting. You know, we we tag team and Mm -hmm. we divide up the schedule and we divide up the discipline. We divide up the Mm -hmm. uh, routines of doing something like that. They're also usually... Uh, pretty good roommates. They figured out how to function well in a kind of rooming setup of some kind. They have the attitude. Uh, also, maybe you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Uh, as long as everything's going smoothly, then this you can keep coasting mm-hmm. until it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't leave you any margin. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Tag team relationships aren't also. Uh, very life-giving mm-hmm. either. So uh, it, you're, you're not injecting life into the relationship. Yeah. So again, a coasting marriage may not have the rough edges that are very obvious in a crisis marriage, but they lack, just like a crisis marriage, they lack the vitality of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another sign is that problems tend to get swept under the rug rather than dealt with. Uh, you're either, if you're in a coasting marriage, you're either too busy or too distracted to deal with the issue at hand. Um, and believe it or not, not dealing with issues as they arise is not the healthiest way to manage conflict. Oh, I think I, I said it. that sentence terribly confusing. <laughs> but what I mean by is that all you're doing is avoiding and delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, Healthy couples just don't avoid problems. They deal with them in a healthy way. You know, again, maybe not perfectly, but they're not afraid to tackle them. Right. And um, because if you know, like I said, if you just sweep it under the rug or think, oh, well, we don't, we don't really have time to deal with this, or it's like that old commercial about the mechanic: you can pay me now, or you can pay me later. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Also, when you're in a coasting marriage, things like compliments. Uh, thank yous, other affirmation, validation, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things are few and far between. Coasting couples are usually um, too busy Mm -hmm. or too unfocused to to do that, to stop and smell the roses, um, you know, when it comes to their partner, to appreciate them, uh, because the relationship feels more contractual. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm in this, you know, but I'm not giving my heart and soul to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're basically taking each other for granted. Yeah, I think when you when you're in a contract relationship, the thing you you have those expectations, and you and you the expectation is that it's going to be met, it's mm-hmm. going to be done, and so there's not a lot of margin for grace if your partner screws up, right. or if your partner forgets to take out the trash, or forgets to pick up a kid from school or something. Yeah. Um, when you're in contract mode, you're just basing everything on he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Where obviously in a healthy marriage, if you're a person of your word, that's going to be something. But life shows up and life gets messy sometimes, and so we don't perform the way necessarily our partner expects us to. And when that happens, you know, all hell can break loose. And all this highlights, again, the difference between a covenant relationship rather than a contract relationship. You know, in the business world, if you have a a partnership with somebody, you know, a limited partnership or a situation where maybe even one person's a silent partner, I mean, that can work great Mm -hmm. for business. Mm -hmm. You know, but we're not talking about business. Yeah, we're talking like about very different. Exactly, we're talking about matters of the heart. And we're talking about something that that God wants us uh, to experience. You know, at a, at a really high level, 
So it's it requires a lot more than just, hey, I'm in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm in this is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we want a lot more than just, hey, I'm in this together. Yeah, which leads us to the, la- the last point on a coasting marriage is that the relationship feels like it lacks adventure. Um, when you're coasting, everything else and everyone else seems to be a priority. You're so busy meeting the needs of the kids or your friends, your extended family, your neighbors, your coworkers, that you've put each other last on the list. Mm, And so we use that phrase a lot, you know, don't put your marriage on the back burner. Well, we always say it's the easiest relationship to put on the back burner, Mm -hmm. because you'll never not sacrifice at work because you need your paycheck. You'll you'll never not sacrifice for your kids because we're kind of hardwired to sacrifice for our children. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of biologically made that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But each other, you know, okay, he'll be there tomorrow you know we're married aren't we we've got a and of course i love her yeah you know so it's just so much easier and i don't know why that is but it's absolutely a fact it's easier to put the marriage on the back burner Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of times i even think about this when when your marriage lacks adventure sometimes you'll look at other marriages that are healthy and you'll go hey we used to be like that or Mm -hmm. i wish we had what they had and if you feel like you're kind of getting that way not that we need to be comparing our marriage to anyone else's because every marriage has its own unique fingerprint and there's always more going on in that absolutely yeah for sure but if you find yourself thinking we're missing something you know we're not connecting somewhere you might be in a coasting marriage and it's worth taking a look at right and that's always been the point of this podcast is there's always more available for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the neat thing about the fact that God created marriage. Mm-hmm. And since he's unlimited in his uh, design capacity and his power and all that kind of stuff, his faithfulness to us, his love for us, there's always more that we can experience. So, you know, even if you're in a great marriage, there's more you can experience. Yeah, Didn't for sure. Get sidetracked on that, but <laughs> can't help it. Uh, there's something interesting about these categories, you know, uh, the three that we talk about, the crisis, uh, the coasting, and the, the connecting marriages. You know, only one of them has a permanent shelf life, and we're going to discuss that category in our next episode. Mm-hmm. The crisis marriage has the shortest shelf life, typically, yeah, because a crisis marriage is very painful. Uh, when you're in a crisis marriage and, and you both know it, you got to do something. We humans don't like pain, so somebody's going to either end the marriage or the two partners are going to have a wake-up call. One or both of you are going to work towards a healthy relationship and maybe get it out of that uh, crisis situation. A coasting marriage can have a really long shelf life, but it's not permanent because we've known couples that have gone years and years in a coasting marriage. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what leads them to that false sense of security, like everything's fine. And that's easy to do because the problems in the marriage are not felt needs yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting to that point of pain yet. So they're they're just kind of brewing, just kind of lurking under the surface. But what happens to a coasting marriage is you either slip into a crisis marriage and one of you wakes up one day and says, I'm not happy in the marriage. Mm-hmm. I think I may leave. Mm-hmm. Or you might have a wake-up call in a coasting marriage. Yeah. Maybe we've helped today. Yeah, you know, I hope think so. Think about that. You, you start building your way back into uh, what we hope will be a healthy relationship. The only fulfilling, satisfying, permanent category is the one that we're going to talk about next time. So stay tuned. (laughs) Thanks for your help, Kel. You're very welcome. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out 
our website at homeencouragement.org and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page. We'll just be so glad that, that you did that. If you have a topic or question that you'd like to uh, discuss on this podcast, send us an email to thehearse at homeencouragement.org. And we also hope that you will help us by rating this podcast on iTunes. This always helps us generate uh, more traction out in cyber world. Well, thanks again for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.